On today's episode of the GESC podcast, I get the chance to sit down with our ASL interpreters who are present at the final performance of The Miracle Worker. In addition to that, I want to take some time just to gush about how much I loved this show. I was present at the last performance, and I enjoyed it so thoroughly that I need to talk about it. Actors to your places, podcast listeners to your earbuds, join us as we make our great escape. The Miracle Worker. I just had to take a couple minutes to talk about this. I was in the audience at our final performance on Sunday. I was up in the balcony, standing or uh, sitting on the floor because we had literally run out of all the seats in the house. Uh, And understandably so, too. This was such a fantastic performance. I was absolutely spellbound, just entranced at the performance by these actors and actresses. Now, I know we've had a chance on this show to hear from different people in the audience, and we've heard rave reviews time and time again, so I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it. I just want to say that for anyone out there who is still on the fence about coming out to a GESC show, trust me, you need to. There was one moment that I want to focus on that really encapsulated my experience as an audience member. One thing I appreciate about the GESC is that it's a very intimate feeling when you go to shows. It is a very strong emotional reaction that everyone seems to share, too. And a part of that is not being afraid to really, I would say, make your audience uncomfortable at times. And there's this fantastic moment that happened on Sunday. Once Annie Sullivan tries to start disciplining Helen Keller... What happens is uh, Helen, of course, played by Rachel Doan, picked up a water jug. And I don't think the audience was expecting much from this, but she took it and she threw it and it smashed on the ground into a million pieces with shards flying everywhere. And that was a significant moment for me as an audience member because it let me know that, okay, we're going to strap in, we're going to have a very loud, lively, intense experience. And... For everyone who also witnessed the uh, dinner sequence, the supper sequence, I'm sure that you will agree with me and say that it was absolutely that. So, a fantastic performance by everyone involved. Uh, We've had the opportunity to speak to a lot of different cast members, and so uh, for all those that we've interviewed, uh, you've heard their enthusiasm. For all those that you didn't hear, trust me, their love for this piece was absolutely clear to everyone who could watch them perform it. So, bravo everybody. A job well done. As a primer for our interview with our ASL interpreters, I thought I'd take some time to do a little research on ASL itself, its history, as well as the founder of American Sign Language and his continuing legacy. Now, according to my first source here, startasl.com, which is an educational website that hopes to provide resources and courses to those who would like to learn ASL, uh, the language's history starts in the early 1800s here in the States, specifically in Connecticut. Dr. Thomas Hopkins Gallaudet was a minister, and he lived next door to Mason Fitch Cogswell, whose daughter, Alice Cogswell, was deaf. Now, Dr. Gallaudet reached out to Alice and wanted to do his best to help educate her, but he felt he didn't have all of the correct training and capabilities as an educator. So Gallaudet decided to travel to Europe, 
While there, he met and worked with three innovative French educators who had revolutionized deaf education at the National Institute for Deaf Mutes in Paris. Of the people he worked with, Laurent Clerc was probably the one with the longest lasting impact on him because Clerc would go back to the States with Gallaudet and the two of them would form the American School for the Deaf in 1817. Gallaudet and Clerc continued their work for many, many years. Gallaudet ended up retiring in 1830 and Clerc retired in the 1850s. Following his father's passing, Edward Minor Gallaudet decided to work towards creating the first college for the deaf, which he established in 1864. Now, in 1893, the college was renamed Gallaudet College in honor of Thomas Hopkins. And in 1986, the school was renamed Gallaudet University. And that university is still around today. According to their website, it is the world's only university designed for deaf and hard of hearing students. They offer more than 50 bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degree programs, and it is a completely bilingual campus with English and ASL. And plenty of supports are in place for people who are new to ASL as well. So they're doing fantastic work in continuing that legacy. And speaking of the legacy of the founder of ASL, let's turn things over to our ASL interpreters who are present at our final performance of The Miracle Worker. All right, if you could take a moment just to introduce yourselves to our audience, please. Hi, my name is Caitlin. I'm one of the sign language interpreters for today. And my name is Gina, and I'm also a sign language interpreter. Fantastic. So, uh, for our listeners, I'm sure they're curious, how does one become a sign language interpreter? Well, for me, I took a class in college, and I fell in love with it. And since then, I got my bachelor degree in sign language interpreting, and I had got certified, and here I am. Um, mine's uh, fairly similar, but I've always had a passion for language. I studied Italian and Japanese, um, and then when I found sign, it just felt like it was something I had to do. Um, and after my first career didn't work out, I decided that this is where I needed to go, and I've been working ever since, and I wouldn't want to do anything else. Excellent. Uh, Segoy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm curious, because uh, this is the first time I've attended a show, where, well, I'm, I'm sorry, the second time I've attended a show, when I saw Shrek and Jackson, we, they also had <laughs> ASL interpreters. Uh, do you prefer also to be called interpreters or performers? Is there a preferred nomenclature to that? Um, from as far as I know, interpreters. Okay. Yeah, um, we're not actually performing anything. We are interpreting the performance itself. So while we may look like performers sometimes, people will sometimes see an interpreter and see the hands waving and the facial expressions. Um, we are not performing. We are simply taking the information in one language and interpreting it into another. So interpreter is the proper term that we, we appreciate. Okay, excellent, excellent. And speaking of facial expressions, that's one thing in my, my very limited research and understanding of ASL goes. That that's actually a key part of ASL. Could you explain that to us a little bit? Yeah, facial expressions are extremely important. You, in the ASL, which is American Sign Language, you, um, facial expressions are a part of the grammar. So what your eyebrows are doing can completely change the meaning of a sign, and it's really important. It's a big thing that we have to learn. Yeah, facial expression also, um, I guess the best equivalent for a hearing audience would be that facial expression would be the equivalent of your tone of voice. So you can sign or you can say the same thing 
but you change your tone of voice and you will have two different meanings just like you change your facial expression and now everything is completely different so facial expressions while it may seem kind of silly is probably one of the most important aspects of the language fantastic so aside from today's performance of uh, the miracle worker what are some other experiences you've had as interpreters um, I've only recently gotten certified, so I haven't had too much experience besides in school in these past few months, but mostly I've done college classes, things like that, and I've enjoyed it all. Um, I've been interpreting for about five years now. Um, I've done a little bit of everything here, there, and everywhere, which is part of our job. Um, in terms of theater, though, I was able to interpret um, the vagina monologues as well as at Team Sovereign's uh, for a number of years up in the Grand Rapids area. So I have a little bit of theater-esque experience, but really, you know, interpreters were everywhere that anyone else can go. So, you know, we got to touch a little bit of everything and experience it all. Well, how do you feel connected to the show? What is your connection to The Miracle Worker? For me, I love The Miracle Worker. I read the play before I even um, read it this time to interpret it. And I love that it emphasizes the importance of language. Because I love language, I love learning new languages, and this, just having Helen learn her language, that just touched me, and I love it. I'm, I'm going to have to echo Caitlin on that. I mean, it's language is so important. It's not just the words. It's like, as Annie says in the show, you know, it's about the understanding. It's that words have meaning, and the meaning is bigger than just this is water or this is a doll or this is a teacher. It's that they have a deeper meaning and that meaning makes connections. And I feel that whether it's English or ASL or whatever language you use around the world, having that language as well as that understanding is what brings people together as a whole. Excellent. Thank you both very much for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you. It was an absolute joy having our ASL interpreters present for our show, and we certainly hope we can have them back again in the near future. And speaking of the future, let's talk about what's coming up at The Great Escape. The Sunshine Boys plus A Tickle of Burlesque will be performed September 14th through the 17th, as well as the 21st through the 24th. Our next show after that is going to be Blythe Spirit, which will be October 19th through 22nd, as well as October 26th through the 31st. Auditions for that show will be August 31st and September 1st at 7 p.m. Don't forget, we'll also have our drama slams coming up, one on August 11th, and then the following one on September 8th. More details to come on that soon. Now, before I leave you for a little while, because I'm going to take a little break between shows here, don't worry, maybe a week off, maybe two at the very most, and I promise I'll be back, I wanted to share out some information that was shared out in a recent press release that has been published to our Facebook page. Now, nearly 600 people turned out to see The Miracle Worker. And to put that number in scope for you here, uh, our last few shows that were the most popular and most profitable in the past year were Next Fall, Laughter on the 23rd Floor, and Arsenic and Old Lace. We also had really well-attended plays, including A Christmas Memory, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, and Into the Woods from our past seasons. Now, here are some numbers. Each of those six productions brought in 330 audience members on average. So we're seeing a huge leap in our new space from our average top-ranking shows at 330 audience members to now 600. That's just amazing to me. So, 
please, if you haven't had a chance to come out and see us in our new space, treat yourself to a show. Sunshine Boys is going to be fantastic. I know who's in the cast. I can't tell you yet, but you are in for a treat. And I can't tell you too much about a tickle of burlesque just yet, but you will enjoy it, I promise. I'd like to send out another thank you to our ASL interpreters. Thank you so much for meeting with me and for all of your service and the great things that you do. I want to thank Kyle Booth, who composed our music, Veronica Louise Photography, who does all of our promo photos. Give her a like on Facebook, and while you're there, don't forget to like and share our page as well. Check out our new webpage, greatescapestagecompany.com, and if you want to find this podcast, you can find us on SoundCloud directly, or you can go through iTunes as well. And of course, one last huge thank you to our audience members who came out and made this show a success. You're the reason for all of our blood, sweat, tears, broken water jugs, all being worthwhile. So thank you so much for your support. We cannot thank you enough. I am Antonio Barroso, your host. Thank you so much for joining us.